so much, Pastor Paul. And thank you so much, church. You can be seated. So good. I'm going to put a bit of a timer on because, hey, panels are a lot of fun, but they can go for a little bit of time. So we're going to try to keep your time tonight and honour it as best as we can. And I'm very excited to do this panel. And um, I am going to read from this because I have so much in my brain right now about everything that's about to happen. So um, I just wanted to say, just for anyone who might not be aware, we've been doing a series here at Empower Church called For The One. And it's been a series about how we are called to reach the ones in our lives that God has specific ones in your life that you are called to reach for Him. And um, the series has really been about how we are called to have a heart for the ones around us. And uh, tonight I'm very excited to do this panel because sometimes when it comes to evangelism or reaching people for Jesus, some of us might be like, oh, that's not really for me. It's not really my thing. And sometimes we can get caught up in a headspace that you're like, oh, I'm not really like Pastor Nick or Pastor Paul or some of us are like, I'm not an Enneagram 7 who's really loud and extroverted. But the reality is that is actually not what categorises us as evangelists or people that reach people for Jesus. The truth says in the Bible, in Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere everywhere. See church, we receive power through the Holy Spirit to be God's witnesses. It also says in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is a call to all of God's people, to us, to you and to me. And tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to look into the lives, I guess, of two amazing people in our church, and we're going to hear some wisdom and some advice and some godly truth to see how we can better be evangelists in our own lives as well. So what we're going to do this moment, I'd love to invite you to stand to your feet again. We're going to honour and welcome to the stage our panellists. Can we go Kate Morkham and Justin Sason? Welcome to the stage tonight. So good. Amazing, amazing. Please, you can be seated, church. How exciting. Obviously, this is Justin and that was Kate. I said him in the wrong order, so I apologise. But it is so exciting to have you guys up here tonight. These are two amazing young adults in the life of our church and we're very excited. To get it started, before we get into any deep questions, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? How long have you guys been in a power church? And I guess, um, how did you come to have faith in Jesus? We'll start with you, J Justin, is that okay? Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> hey, hey awesome. um, my name is Justin, if you've not met me. Um, I've been part of Empower Church since I was a wee lad. I was, uh, I'm not Irish, <laughs> um, since I was about six years old. And um, I think my story is I've been part of that, this church for a while but I didn't, I didn't really come to faith. I think I grew up in this church, but I think I held a belief that I was not important. I was not good enough for anything. And then I was probably 18, 19 years old. And I was looking at the community of this church. I'm like, what is the difference that these guys have that, um, that I don't? And uh, in, in John 14 too, it says, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, is that I have, well, I've got it down here. In my father's house, there is many rooms. If I did not tell you so, um, I would not go prepare a place for you. Mm. And out of that scripture, I was like, oh, hey, I don't have to do anything to gain significance, to feel important because mm. Christ did that for me. And through this community, through people speaking into me and me learning more about God, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's where I found myself, um, hey, following God today. And that's why I have a passion to just see people know Christ, whether in the church or outside the church, that they have that life, that significance in Christ. That's awesome, Beautiful. Justin. You, Justin is also, just like a quick little plug on that, Justin actually runs our Red Frog ministry oh, yeah. in the Life that's and Power it. Church. That's it, that's it. Um, which is like a little thing as well. Yeah. 
Um, and it's awesome. It's so good to see your journey of faith and to see where you are now and what you're doing for the kingdom. It's awesome. How about you, Kate? Um, yeah, so my name is Kate. Um, <laughs> has it written down? So. I'm a, yeah, my name is Kate Morecambe. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so um, I came to faith in Jesus. So I was brought up in a Christian home um, and we went to church till about year six and then we started going to a home group on a Friday night um, and did that all through high school. And then I went to uni in Brisbane um, and it was there that I kind of... Um, well, and during high school, I kind of tried to be good enough for God and I was a bit of a perfectionist. So I was like, if I get straight A's, like, I'll be good enough. If I, you know, get to nationals in athletics or whatever, I'll be good enough. Like, this, I'll, I'll make my way through works. Like, this is how I'm going to get um, to heaven. Like, I believed in God. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, this is how I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. I get, got to uni um, and I stopped getting straight sevens. Uh, oh, and I was like... Wish. Um, (laughs) But it was like a really steep learning curve. I was like, uh, oh, goodness, like, um, like I can't get through my works anymore. Like, what what am I? um, Who am I? Where is my identity? Um, And I met um, a lady on during our week. And then she talked to me throughout the first couple of weeks of uni when I was struggling. Um, And then I kind of came to the understanding of grace um, and that. It is by grace that I've been saved and it's not my own doing, it's the work of God. So um, that was really freeing and from that I kind of have still struggled with perfectionism because I'm a human. Um, But I'm on my way, I'm on my journey and yeah, it's just so freeing knowing that my identity is in Christ, um, Christ alone. So That's so good. It's awesome. So yeah, Kate is an absolute wonderful woman in life at our church. We honour you and thank you for doing the panel tonight, guys. We're so excited to have you. Um, And it's cool to know a bit of background story before we hear, I guess, any of, I guess, your insight into some of these questions. So uh, with that though, let's get this started. I'll go to Kate first with this one as well and then Justin, you can answer it afterwards. So just so we're all aware, I guess, what is your experience with evangelism? Um, Yeah, so... I have had a few older Christians in my life that have been great examples. Um, so I have, I'm involved in Surf Lifesaving at Diggy Beach and actually one of my coaches, Rob Flood. Um, yeah, thanks, Emily. Uh, <laughs> um, one of my coach, my coach, uh, Rob Flood, he um, was a Christian. He, his ministry is in... Um, junior rowing and so he was like yeah this is where I'm putting all my effort and I'm going to show these um these women these young women that there's more to life than achieving there's more to life than um your identity in your sport and that you are valued um your identity is in Christ ultimately and I saw him kind of bring he invites people to church and um it was kind of really great seeing him example that and then for me to kind of practice that as well and like I even, you know, invited my sister and now she comes, like, a lot. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's great. Great answer. Great, Kate. What about you, Justin? Great. Experience with evangelism. Experience with evangelism. Um, I call myself a practised extrovert. 
I just, it's a switch I turn on when I'm up here and then I don't want to talk to you after I'm off stage. Um, I'm so joking. Uh, please, I'll answer your questions if you have more. But um, I do, uh, I say that because I'm part of a very loud ministry called Red Frogs. I've been doing that for about eight years now. And that's, for me, that's, my, that's been my training ground of evangelism. It is just going out there and being the hands and feet of Jesus for people and then using that to speak about the gospel with them. Right. And for the past few years of my life, um, you know, it's, I've seen, it's, I've not, not only, you know, contained my evangelism to that Thursday night, to that schoolies week, but um, I've used it as a training ground to um, inform the rest of my life and how I live and how do I reach people for Jesus and have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. I guess we'll straight off that as well. Um, the next thing that we wanted to ask you guys was, I guess, well, how do you share your faith? So Justin, off the back of that, obviously, how do you share your faith even through the ministry outworking that you do, but yeah. in your own life? Yeah, um, oh man, real slowly, hey. Um, I think, how do I share my faith? I think I've put myself in a place where I can share my faith and I think with frogs, that's kind of a natural outgoing of that. But um, practically what that looks like is, you know, I try to catch up with people when I can and, um, and, and I just have those conversations. So, and when I, you know, when I try to do things, I invite people around with me. Um, I like playing basketball, so I try to get a couple boys with me around. Um, $5 Saturday, guys, at Clippers Court. It's good times. And um, I think uh, the greatest thing, how do I share my faith? I, I think it's just a friendship thing, hey? Like, I don't, pe- people don't like being like, hey, Jesus. And like, ugh. It's, it's, let people know you. They, they'll see your life. And out of there, you can have those conversations and they can ask you about the same thing. It's not like um, getting in your soapbox and being like, hey, this is who I am and being real loud and oh, people, people, people do that, go for it. It's not really my deal. But um, yeah, it's really being honest and open with your life and sharing your faith through that. Hey, being okay with saying, hey, I'll go to church on a Sunday. Yeah. I do this on a Thursday. I have meetings on a Tuesday, which is why I can't hang out with you all the time. Yeah. But I'm spending time with you now. This is Jesus. Yeah. This is me. And yeah. That's Great, Justin. What about you, Kate? How do you share your faith? Um, yeah, I think very similar to what Justin was saying, but for me, like a really key thing is to be quick to listen, slow to, slow to speak. Hey, there you go. Um, Perfect. Lots of people want to, they want to share their experience before they want you to force religion down their throats. Um, they want to be heard because you might be telling them something that, a, they already know, or um, B, they just want, don't want to hear at that time. The most important thing, like you were saying, is a relationship. How can you show, like, you care for that person? Mm. You, you love them, and that there's a greater love, and this love that we have for them yeah. is actually comes from God's love. Yeah. Um, I think similarly, like, putting myself in positions where there's those opportunities, um, like even us been going to Christian surfers and um, we give free breakfast on a Thursday morning and people just come up like, why are you doing that? And you're like, well, we're Christian surfers. Like, we're here to serve. Yeah. Um, and can I just share a scripture? Yeah. Um, Philippians oh, 2, on. 5 to 8. I would open my Bible, but there's just too many hands and yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Philippians 2, 5 to 8 says, in your relationships with one another, another have the same mindset as Christ uses who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used by his, to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Um, 
You know, it's like seeing Jesus' life and how servant-hearted he was. I think it encourages me to um, serve others. And even like in the community, um, I like to serve in the community and find different events that I'm really passionate about. Like I really love surfing, so I find different surf therapy things that I can volunteer and, you know, serve people and, you know, open those, have those opportunities to open the conversation up. That's awesome. That's awesome, Kate. With that as well, obviously sharing our faith, it can kind of sometimes be a nervous thing for some people. And I think a great question that I wanted to ask us tonight was, do you ever get nervous talking to people about this topic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh, yeah, (laughs) I do. And I think I I get less nervous when um, I have a good relationship with a person. I think Kate had it right. Um, when I'm sharing it, it is literally 80% listening. And I'm like, okay, and I just, because I, if I want to share the gospel with someone, I, like, I need to know why they need it, essentially. I think the great thing about the Christian story is that can be for anyone at any time, whether they're struggling, like myself, with feeling their self-worth, or, you know, they feel like, oh, you know, I've done X, Y, Z, not good enough to, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm not good enough because I've done all these bad things. You know, the gospel provides for that. Jesus' story provides for that. Yeah. So when and when you get to that level of conversation with people, it's like, okay, now I know what to say. Now I know how to serve this person. And before you get to that level, like I just want to like be friends with people in general. So um, like you know, you don't you don't start like when you meet someone. Hey, what's your deepest trauma? Can I help you? Uh, that's you don't you don't you know that's that's level three. Hey, we start at level one. We're like, hey, who are you? Like, yeah, you actually want to genuinely care about a person. Yeah, I don't go into a conversation be like analyzing every single thing. I'm like, okay, he said this about. Um, dogs. All right, let's think of a dog question real quick. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's my, I get less nervous because I'm genuinely fueled by curiosity about a person and love yeah. for them. Like, I just want to know, you know, what's up with you? Yeah, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, um, just to add on to that, yeah, I think that's very uh, key. I am an occupational therapist and throughout my degree, they taught you a lot about actively listening and not having an agenda, although we definitely have an agenda. Um, <laughs> But, like, actually listening to what they, like, listening to them and their experience and then, um, yeah, going from there. I also wanted to just quickly share, yes, I get nervous. Um, I get nervous sharing the gospel, yes. Um, I wanted to share Exodus 4, 10 to 15. This is um, Moses when um, when God is calling him. Um, He said, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, he comes back again. He says, pardon your servant, Lord. Um, Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and you and will teach you what to do. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that was just like, God, he still wants to use you. Like my communication can for sure improve. Um, but God is still using me yeah. in every moment. Like God uses me, uses my life um, 
And just because you might not be eloquent of speech doesn't mean that God doesn't want to use yeah. you or that he's yeah. not using you in your moment. Yeah, great, 100%. That's awesome. And I think that that's a really good thing for us to keep in mind that um, just because we're nervous, it doesn't mean we're not meant to do it. Um, that's a big thing that I think sometimes we can be like, oh, I feel so so scared at this moment. Maybe I'm not meant to. That's not true, right? God's our helper for a reason. So that's awesome. Um, a bit of a different direction. So what would you say to someone here tonight who might feel like maybe they're a bit too busy yeah. to evangelize in their life or maybe they just don't have the time um, in this current season to evangelize? What would you guys say? Okay. All right. <laughs> um, honestly, that's something I'm trying to learn this year. And um, I'm not sure if you guys were heard Andy's message on Sunday. Mm. Um, I, podcast. Podcast. Hey, we have those. Monday at midday they come out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I stalked him to, um, to another event the night after on Monday. And the one thing he says, hey, you and the way I manage to do it with a busy life is I invite people into my life. Mm. Um, so, like, if I'm doing something, like I said with the basketball, like, hey, dude, let's hang out, let's play basketball together. Mm-hmm. And um, you generally just connect with people that you would be friends with normally. It doesn't matter if they're Christian or non-Christian. You know, my, the goal of my life is kind of to merge the different universes that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So right now it's my work, it's school, it's frogs. So I try to kind of just get those to combine together because um, what really convinces people of faith um, is that you know, that they're around people, that it's actually, oh, you're Christian and, oh, this thing is livable. People, people aren't asking the question of whether um, Christianity is true. They're asking whether it is good. Mm. And it's, it's on us to be like, to show that to, show that to them. Great. And by inviting them to, you know, a church, it might be a bit intimidating. It's like, all right, let's, I've got the question in the first place, but let's, um, let's, let's, do, let's, do, let's just do something we enjoy doing together. So I'm going roller skating with a couple of boys Great. Um, at Varsity probably this Friday. So I'm going to go around in a circle for two hours. It's going to be so much fun. Very good. <laughs> and, That's awesome. And so, and it's like, what do I enjoy doing? Let's do something. Great. Let's do something together. Let's do that with some friends. And um, hopefully through there, you know, you see them come to faith. But, you know, um, one thing I like talking to the frogs I was, is that it's never, we build the altar, we let every opportunity there, but God's the one that's going to grow them, get them yeah. closer to him. So there's, like, I, I, that takes the pressure off us to be everything because we're not, we can't be. So yeah. Great. Cool. Um, what would I say? Sorry. sorry I, <laughs> great, went, I went a bit off track there. You, sorry, I just followed my mind. That was great. It's great. <laughs> what do you reckon, Kate? If someone felt a bit too busy. What would I say to someone who is, might feel too busy to evangelise? Um, I would say that you are evangelising with your life. Yes. Um, yes. Your actions yeah. are noticed by others. Um, so don't underestimate what you do and how you do it. Um, secondly, I would say uh, I would read a scripture that's on my notes. Come on, with the scriptures, <laughs> well, it feel we love bad. it. I didn't even do that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so good, Kate. Of, I would read Romans 8, 38 to 39 to you, and I would say, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that God, that is in that. <laughs> Come on, so good. Wait, wait, I'll finish it. Okay, <laughs> will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, yes. our Lord. Um, and that love that we have, like, 
if we have that love, how much more do we want to be sharing it to others so that they know the love that, they, that God has for, for them? That's great. So. That's awesome. Great. Love the scripture. All about it. Yeah. Amen. Um, with the next question, I thought um, this is a question that I guess maybe could just help us practically in some ways because I guess when we evangelize to people, people, sometimes we can get a bit like, oh, I don't really know exactly what to say or um, I guess along those lines. So the question that we have written down is, how do I know if I should just invite someone to church or if I should just like share the gospel with them? Like should, how do we distinguish what the conversation is? Like how do we do that and what do we know what to do in the situations? Yep, so that's tricky because some people are, can be jaded with the church. They could have had an uh, interesting experience prior because um, everyone's human and people say things that they don't mean or that are misleading at times um, and people are hurt. Um, I think we should always be able to share the gospel. Yeah. Um, I personally would like to get the, to know the person. Like we've been saying, relational, like get to know them, get to know their experience, um, show them God's love, um, and then eventually the end goal is to get them into community in a church because yeah. we grow as when we're in community. Um, but yeah, that might not be the first step. That might be a little bit further on. Yeah, great. Justin? Yeah, that's great. It's cool. That's pretty much um, what I was going to say. It's definitely something that's, you know, got to happen across the line, but, you know, it's, no, it's, no, it's probably not the first question. might be sometimes. But um, one, one thing I like to do is I do this with schoolies um, when I'm down there with my team. When I try to redefine my wins, mm. because, um, if you know, if, if zero is the point of salvation and they're at, like, negative 100 right now, you know, I'm not trying to get them to. Ne- I'm not trying to find the negative 100 points straight away. I, like, I need to get them to negative five or yeah. or like 95 actually. Yeah. Hey, I'm a writer, not a math person. <laughs> um, but so, and when, when I when I tell my team because when we're out there on the schoolies, it's not like there's not a church service we can invite them to, and there is not a. Uh, you know, it's gospel. It's not always. That's not the goal. It's to serve these guys. But mm. what I what I redefine as a win is like, okay, hey, do these guys know you're Christian? Do the people in your workplace and your yeah. school know you're Christian? Um, you know, do you do you know your why? Do you know why you're Christian? For uh, for us frogs, it's like, do you know why you're a red frog? Because we're out there like cleaning vomit. They're like, why are you doing this? Because yeah. because uh, it's fun. <laughs> it's not. It's warm and sour. Wow, very good. <laughs> Guys, do schoolies. It's so much fun. <laughs> I'll stick to Christian surfing. No, oh come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. I'll, I'll work on that. You got time. But it, it it's like, what what are those little steps that to you can where you can share your faith? It is progression. You know, some people, like, they're just ready to go to church from day dot. And, you some, and sometimes you just got to ask that question. Yeah. And they'll say no, and your friendship isn't over. Yeah. You know, it's like them asking you to, like, I don't know, literally do anything else. You don't feel too bad. You're just like, all right, it's another opportunity if yeah. they can come. Sometimes people are busy. Um, I, asked, I asked a dude from Varsity for about three months he wouldn't come to church, and he was working night shift every day. Mm. And I was until that one time, I was actually in Sydney, and... Um, and I and, I, and he, came, he came to church, and I promised him I'd get him pizza oh. the day he came to church. And I remember, uh, and I remember, like I got Maria Marushidora Airport like six. We had six o'clock service. Six o'clock came down, ordered pizza, got here at like seven. Like here's so your good. pizza, dude. So I good. promised we're here. So I did it, and I, I I met that guy because I was wanted to, I was frogging. I was wanted a place awesome. to watch footy, and <laughs> yeah, so it, it was. Yeah, and, and we were handing out donuts at the time and I saw he had pizza and I was like, guys, guys, the footy's on. 
go there, let's do a swap. Wow. If I give him some donuts, he'll give me pizza and I can wash the footy. Wow. And, and, and from there, and I, I prayed, and, uh, and from there I was like, hey, and dude, I'm like, oh, why do you do red frogs? I'm like, oh yeah, because blah, 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 God's good, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I do better than that. I do better than that. And then I was like, oh, cool. I used to go to a church. And from there, you know, it took yeah, time. Sure. But he got to church and then pizza. And yeah, and he got married through there. And yeah, now he's having wow. a good old time. Praise God. Met his wife here. Yeah. Amen. All, time. all because yeah. of the pizza. We love yeah, that. Praise pizza. In Jesus' name. Don't. Amen. So good. So good. <laughs> awesome. Staying on the great train of thought. Yeah. With, um, yes, yes. I guess, um, obviously... Sometimes we're in situations where maybe it doesn't go how we thought. Like we're like, we tell the person about Jesus and maybe they don't actually react how maybe we thought they were gonna act. So uh, with that, the question is, has there ever been a moment in your lives personally where maybe someone reacted poorly uh, to your evangelism or to what you were doing? Okay. Um, yes, I was, <laughs> I was on a camp um, through uni, through the uni um, what social organisation I was with, um, and we were going around at Malula Bar and going up to people and trying to evangelise. Or um, we had a little diagram of the gospel summarised, um, and I was I'd never really done it before. And I went in and I started doing the diagram, and the guy actually corrected me, and I was wrong, and he was right, <laughs> and I was I was like. So <laughs> um, and then I had, there was a leader there, so he kind of took over and talked it through. But um, I guess it was like for me, even though it was an awkward situation, I was kind of like, God still worked yes. through that. Um, no, it wasn't great. And I still make many mistakes or I, you know, make awkward situations unnecessarily um, when I'm talking to people. But God still works through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't I'm, I don't want to underestimate the power of God um, through my words or through my life, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with that as well, we kind of had a chat this week about that question. And I guess so with that, right, when you found out that maybe you had got it wrong in that moment, what did you do after that point to maybe make sure that you were like, don't want to get it wrong again? Like, how did you prepare yourself after that? Or what did you do after that situation? Um, yeah, I just practised the diagram many times more. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I think, yeah, like you were saying, um, I now am prepared when someone says stuff, some, when someone asks me a question or if I want to bring it up to someone, I have kind of something to say ready yeah. um, for them rather than kind of being like, oh. Yeah, so, good. Um. so good. 100%, 100%. So practice the diagrams. Yeah, practice the diagrams, diagrams yes. 100%. And with that though, be prepared. I think a great Stay thing up. that we um, spoke about this week as well was it's really great for you as a Christian to really have, I guess, how would you sum up the gospel in like a minute? Like if you have a minute with someone, what would you say? And what would that look like? Um, and hey, these diagrams apparently, so you can ask Kate for one of them. Wow. That was my answer to question eight. So. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh. You're going to have to think of another great key to I'll share with the church. Really you got you some time. Uh, over to Justin. Any time anyone reacted uh, poorly? Yeah. 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 Jeez. Very good. <laughs> no, I don't say that to freak you guys out. Um, no, it's, I think, because most of my um, evangelism, my stuff is in uni, those people are, obviously have a lot of questions and a lot of learning, mm. or a lot of guys that are just don't want to be their part of youth and like, oh, now they're not near home, they can stuff that, mm. do what I want. So, yeah, I, I've, I've met a lot of guys over the years that are either super confrontational uh, or, I mean, t- 
relationships for that, just don't match their energy. Just stay calm and just mm. ask questions. If you get if you get all riled up as well, then it doesn't help the situation. Yeah. But um, I think the toughest thing that I face on, oh well, when I do have those conversations, is people that ask me really hard questions. Yeah. So like, oh, um, you know, I've had guys like you say, oh, you know, my mum died of cancer. How does you know why did God do that? Or like, you know, all this stuff in the yeah. Old Testament. Mm. What? What's yeah. up, dude? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and when. When I first face those questions, I think the best policy is honesty. It's like, if you don't know, you don't know. And I think even better, say, hey, look, man, I'll, I'll, let me do some research. Mm. I'll come back to you next week yeah. about it. But the most important thing is um, that when you're trying to, when you have those questions come up, uh, you're, and if, let's say you know some stuff, you've done some research, you're trying to win, you're not trying to win an argument, you're trying to win the person. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a person behind there, you know, behind a person with big bravado, you know, there's someone there that's seeking something. Mm. Um, you know, you may not be the one to solve that problem, but you want to be gracious in that Great. moment. You want to be, you want to tell the truth, you want to stand for what is Christ-like but you don't you don't want to wield it like a sword, you know. You want to you want to be kind with these mm. people, yeah. and um, it is like we've said heaps tonight. It is more listening yeah. than it is um, trying to prove that you're right. Okay. And with with those big conversations, it is something that I, that you know that I've extended throughout weeks, and then I've tried to um, extend to a coffee the next day because you know having a long a long debate is always yeah. great when you're trying to just cook pancakes with somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. So it's like, hey, let's cool. Let's let's have a chat about this tomorrow morning or on the weekend. And um, yeah, hey, and it doesn't have to be super confrontational. Yeah. It's just ask ask questions. It's great. Yeah, it's no, good. Yeah. You have something to add, Kate, or uh -huh. is that for the next one? No, I was just preparing for the next great. question. Amazing. Yeah, okay, I got so you. Good. I got you. On I got that you. Note, uh, final two questions before we wrap up for tonight. So. Um, obviously, we've heard a lot about evangelism tonight. Could you give us, I guess, some practical ways that you example Jesus in your own life? What are some things that you guys do practically to example Jesus? Um, well, I'll just start with an example, which yep. I actually wasn't really aware of. Um, I was in a rowing crew and they were starting to talk and they're like, oh, Kate, um, oh, I know you don't really like gossip, so like you're probably not going to like what I'm about to say. Yeah. And I was, and it kind of just stopped, me, um, made me realise like, like, okay, so you do, like I am, my actions are yeah. different. Like yeah. there's yeah. a point of difference. Like um, even though I probably wasn't aware that I was yeah. making that different point of difference obvious. Um, yeah, so just like, how, what is your point of difference? How do, how do you love your, your enemies? Um, I mean, you can love your friends and the people who are like you, um, but everyone does that, right? Like, how are you loving people that others don't or that might be hard to love? Yeah. Um, and in Ephesians 4.29, it says... Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go to that one now. <laughs> I prepared the wrong thing. Um, okay. It's all good. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, mm. but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah, wow. Um, and that's something I need to preach to myself as well. Like, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Um, but how can my conversation be full of grace? Yeah, how can great. it be seasoned with salt rather than... 
Anything um, else? Anything else, yeah. Love that, 100%, yeah. I think that's a great one as well. I reminded that like sometimes our actions do speak louder than our words. Hey, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Justin? They're definitely loud, yes. Yes, definitely loud, yes. <laughs> what are some practical ways that you would tell us that you example Jesus? Yeah, I think Kate said it, hey, how you live is such a big one. Mm. And I think just, yeah, and just being open with your life. Um, yeah, people aren't as mean as or as scary as they turn out to be. Like, <laughs> their vision of Christianity is something, like, most people, like, I reckon not a lot of people know that there's Christians around them. So just, you know, just say, hey, look, I go to church on Sunday. Like, what did you do on the weekend? Oh, yeah, church on Sunday. And like, mm. oh, that's weird. Went to two services? Yeah. Weirdo. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and, but, uh, focus. Uh, practical ways. Practical ways. Um, hospitality, yeah. That, the biggest Great. thing that Frogs has taught me is that people... If you help people, if you actually do something for people, there's your action. That mm. opens up their hearts. And it's, ne it's never out of a place to be like, oh, if I do this, then I'll have an opportunity to speak the gospel. Yeah. No, it's like, hey, I do this because I actually care for you. Yeah. yeah. God calls us to serve our neighbours. Mm. So whatever that looks like around us, like how can we not just, you know, live in this Christian bubble and be like, hey, oh, no, I need to get these people to church. No, how can we enter into their worlds mm. and be the people that community needs to be? So, you know, um, if you're... Uh, you know, in a school, I, you know, how can you, how can you just not be, uh, if you're a parent at a school, how can you just not be someone that, you know, picks some of their kids up, but how can you actually, you know, volunteer and talk to the other parents and contribute to whatever, you know, let's say a Christmas thing come around, you know, hey, let's inject a bit of cheese into there, let's just do something, let's right. be a part of it and not just make this the goal, but make combine your universe, yeah. make your world a big thing that Jesus can be a part of, that you can be a part of and change um, the worlds you're a part of. Because, you know, um, Pastor Paul can't reach out into your schools, to your unis or whatever, mm. or, you know, I can't. I can only, we can only exist where we are and um, hey, yeah. Jesus calls to serve those places. That's great, great. Well, in the final minute 30 that we have left, the oh, last question that I wanted to ask us tonight was before we finish up the panel, what are some keys that you would give to someone who wants to start sharing their faith? Maybe this series has ignited something in their soul and they're like, I know that I need to start sharing evangelism, sharing my faith with people. What are some keys that you would give some people that want to start sharing their faith? Um, I would say practice your testimony. Um, why, like, how did you come to know God and why is it important? Mm. Um, can you summarize the gospel in a few sentences? Um, like if you had a minute, like an elevator pitch, could you, how, could, how would you explain the gospel? Mm. Um, and also, I think it's really important to have a scripture, um, bring it back to the Bible and yes. um, the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, okay, awesome. What about you, Justin? Um, I think listening is what we said so much, and it's because it's important. And then I think next of all, get good at asking questions. Um, so what I, it's the, it's called nudge questions, but I like to call it conversational fishing. I kind of, I kind of put something out there and see if they bite. And then if they do, I kind of move on to the next stage of conversation. So things like, hey, do you have a faith? Or did you grow up in a, in a school of parent? Did your parents have a faith? And when I, and I just kind of, I just judge how they react to that. You know, is it something they want to move on to the next level of conversation? Or they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just had this at school. Uh, some guy preached to me and that's whatever. Mm -hmm. Or if they actually came out with something a bit more real. And if they answer well, I'm like, okay, cool. This is my opportunity to dig a bit deeper. And, yeah, yeah. So questions that I've written here is like, hey, yeah, so what do you want for your life? You know, um, you know why is, uh, do you have a faith? What do you believe about God? Mm -hmm. um, what's the most important thing in the world to you? really 
non-threatening questions yeah. and genuinely things that you know you know about people. And then from there, you just let people and you just you work with the people you got, work with what's in front of you. Yeah. If they want to go deeper, you can go deeper. If not, that's cool. And you can just, yeah, doesn't change the friendship. Yeah, but yeah, that's great. Ask good questions. I love that. I love it. Ask good questions and know your testimony. Hey, your testimony is yours. It's no one else's. Thank you guys so much for what you have done tonight. Church, can we actually send to our feet? Can we just honour Kate Morecambe and Justin Sayson? Thank you guys so much for the panel tonight and all that you did. You can take your microphones or whatever you need. Take your water. Thank you so much, guys. Amazing. Uh, amazing. You can be seated, church, in this moment. So honestly, if you do have any other questions for Kate and Justin, please go and ask them afterwards about how they live their life and what they do. Uh, the heart behind this panel is really that you as a church, that we as a people, that we would be stirred to know that evangelism is something that we are all actually called to do. And uh, what we're gonna do to finish up this night is I just wanted to take a moment and I guess this series of For The One is a reminder to us that God loves you. He loves the person next to you and He actually loves the people that aren't even in this room right now. The people in your life that don't even know God in this moment, He actually loves them. And what I'd love to do to finish this For The One series for us as a church, but also just off the back of that panel, I'd love for us as a church to come together. And what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna pray for the ones in our lives that do not know God. I think that if we do a series based around reaching the lost, it's great for us as a church to come together in a time of prayer and pray for the lost. So what we're gonna do right now, I know that we've been standing up and down the whole night. We're gonna stand to our feet once again, church. And what we're gonna do in this moment is I want you just to take a second and would you think about the one person in your life or maybe the few people in your life that need God. Maybe it's your mum, your brother, your sister, maybe it's a coworker. God has a plan and a purpose for the world that is around us, every single one of them. And right now, what we're gonna do is I'd love for us to come together and pray. Pray and believe that God would impact these people. That this series wasn't a series we did for the month, but it's a series that we would live out in our lives because God has a plan and a purpose for our world, for your ones. Then off the back of this prayer, we're gonna worship and just take a moment with God. So. Church, would we pray right now? God, I thank You, Lord. I thank You, Lord, for every single one of us, God, that have someone in our lives that we wanna reach for You, God. I thank You that You are a good God. And right now we come together, we pray in faith and believe. We believe for our mums to be saved, our dads to be saved. God, we believe our brothers and our sisters, God, our best friends that don't know You, God. God, our people, our children in our lives, God, that have drifted away, God. We pray in Jesus' Name, Lord, that You would call in the prodigal sons and daughters home, God. That you are for the one, you have a plan and a purpose for them, God. And we thank you, God, that you would see them come home to the Father's house. I pray salvation, God, that addictions over people's lives would leave in Jesus' name. There is freedom, God. I thank you, Lord. Salvation. We thank you, God.